Hey guys, welcome to Young and Proud Educators where we speak everything education. But for now guys, we are reflecting on, on my first um, 10 years of teaching and how it went. Um, so in this episode guys, I'm going to speak about um, standing for what you believe in. Like if you believe in something, stand for it and do it daily. So I believe that, you know what? Teaching outside was the most powerful thing ever. It was great for the children. And I made sure that I did that. Even though, even though there were a lot of people, particularly um, the elderly, they discouraged it extremely. Like they, they didn't like it. It was discouraged from, from, on, from the onset. And, and you know, like when, when there was this, this mindset, the idea that when you learn outside, when you learn, when you take your ch the children outside and you and teach them from outside, it, it, it was seen as, as, as a lack, as, as a sign of poverty, which I think classrooms then were put on pedestal, you know, like, you know, for proper learning and teaching um, to happen, you need to be in a classroom, you need to sit behind a desk. Like that was, that was seen as a, as a formal kind of teaching. And, and going outside was another thing, like it was not a good thing to do, but I loved going out and I understood the benefits of learning outside. And, and as we see now, it's even, it's even um, exists that, you know what, the children that learn outside, they, they, they don't see school. And that's a school. That's a real school, learn outside. And that's at Yale School. I have a friend of mine working in Indonesia, and she's massive. She's she's um, she has a class outside, and she takes her children out to explore, to go um, be in contact with nature. Be in contact with nature. That's when you learn. Like you learn using all your senses, using all your learning styles. And then you interact and you question nature and you look after nature and you fall in love with nature. So there are a lot of different things to do and to learn and that maximizes your potential to learn. And remember, once we as people, we people, we learn by interaction. If there's no interaction, then, then there will be minimal learning. There won't be learning, but not enough. But the children at their age, where they are at the moment, they need a lot of interaction. Plenty, tons of interaction, and if there's no such, then they, they will cram. Because they'll be sitting right behind the table, and, and you're going to write on the board, and you're going to copy, and you're going to make them sing what, you, what you're saying, like repeat and repeat, so they can be ready for exam and then, and then do that. But, but I, I personally make sure, you know what, I, I believe that you no know, one best thing to do in this space, particularly where there are no teaching and learning resources, I'm going to take children out and I'm going to make um, them learn outside, I'm going to make them engage with the environment, question it and embrace it and, and, and love it each step of the way. The noises, there, there were a lot of noises coming out. As you know what, there are children in the Eastern Cape, they're learning outside. We are privileged. Like the, the, the way my elders at a point in the school, like, 
we are privileged to have um, classrooms. So let's make sure that our teaching and learning um, remain in the classroom. And this was, this was then in the staff room. It was said in the staff room. And I'm like, I don't know. And, and when you explain, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna break you down in pieces. They've got weights, they've got comebacks, they have everything. My advice to um, the new teachers, um, when that happens in the, in the meeting, don't defend it. Say once, if the people are, listen, are willing to listen, then continue speaking. If people are not willing to listen, then step back. Don't say anything. Then maybe after the meeting, go see the headmaster or go see the HOD, or go see the deputy, and explain to them why you're doing what you're doing. If they're willing to listen and embracing what you're saying, great. If they're not willing to listen and willing to embrace what you're saying, that's great too. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because you need to go out there yourself and do what you believe in. Nobody will stop your goal. Once you believe in something, do it. It's gonna take a lot. It's going. You, you might be broken. In fact, you will be broken, and you will have enemies. You have people questioning you and people looking at you like like funny. It's gonna happen. But if you believe that this has to be built, this process, um, you have to experience. You have to go through with your children in your class. Do it. That's my best advice to you. Do it. People say negative things, do it. Remember, everything that you do, guys, it has the positives, it has the negatives. You are the judge. Look at the positives and look at the, look at the negatives. If the positives overweigh the negatives, then do it. Full on, do it. It's going to take a while for people to start embracing it. So it's going to take a while for people to say, oh, this, this looks like it's working. It's the same thing as, as um, for instance, um, um, Sal Khan, the Khan, Khan, um, Khan Academy. The person, the, the guy, when he started online um, lessons and, and just publishing it for free to everybody, he, there, were, there were people questioning him. There were people criticizing him. If he stopped, what was going to happen to the 15 million people who visit um, the Khan Academy site um, monthly? They were not going to have that. But think about what you want to do and look at the impact. And after looking at the impact, that you know what, this might, it's going to be free and it's going to impact 15 million people in the future, like Khan Academy. You can't stop. You continue doing it. Nobody should stop your beliefs. Nobody should stop something that you really want to do. Nobody should stop your passion. How much you love that thing, uh, that thing how, um, looking at the impact of what you want to do, of your actions, then you can't stop. There will be criticism um, from the teachers, from the parents, from the students, from um, surrounding schools. That will say, you know what, they said to me, they said to me, oh, you see that young guy from Belt University, the world-class university, he's teaching children outside. What is that? Because there are a lot of labs, 
There are a lot of computer labs. There are resources in place. Where did he land it? Where? That it's a mindset, you know, like it's, it's really a mindset to say, you know what, and, and I think it's more class than, you know what, we have classrooms, therefore we are on this level, and people down there in the villages, they don't have classrooms, they're still learning outside, um, under the trees, therefore they're down there and we are there, then we should maximize. There's nothing to maximize to put children in a room that has nothing. That's how I saw it. There's nothing that my children will learn whilst they were in a room that had nothing. I know I did what I did to get the resources, but the best place, the best place to learn is outside. The best place to learn is outside the classroom, where children' um, senses, all senses will be activated, where children will have in content, um, in contact with the, um, the content that they're working with. They will challenge it, they will question it, they will embrace it, and, and they will create something new out of it. We all want to see our children going that way. We all want to see our children learn in different styles, in different ways. That's the best thing to do for children. And, and I love doing that and I still enjoy doing that. And I will keep on doing that. And, and um, nature schools or, or farm schools are the best schools ever. And the moment they classify as not so good school because they do not have one to. The challenge or the problem is you're comparing a city school with a farm school and when you compare when you compare you use what schooling like you know um, if there's one two three this kind of resources then there will be successful learning and teaching then when you go to the village or farm school there are no those resources are not in place then there will be no um, effective learning and teaching but you have plenty you have a, you have a stream crossing over your um, your, your campus. You've got a lot of grass, you've got trees all over the place. You have things that the city people do not have. Yes, they have things that you do not have. But you cannot complain and, and compare. You have to make it work. You just need to look at the impact and what you have and use it. If noises coming around, shut them down and continue doing what you need to do. Guys, that's me. Um, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Cheers for listening in and thank you so much for the support. Peace to you guys.